Greetings Minecrafters and welcome to a Minecraft another Minecraft audio podcast episode. My name is Kimberly Quinn and I am ecstatic to be on my back deck right here with little Giovanni in this gorgeous fall weather again. And today um what I really wanted to have a discussion with you about is becoming an anthropologist. Just hold right there. You might say, okay, oh, she going off the edge. No. I mean, you know, I could, I suppose, but no, not today. So uh, I was inspired by Richard, Richard Carlson. You know that I've talked about him before with the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff series. And he says it's all small stuff, right? Which he's right. You know, for the most part, you know, rarely do we get that, thank God, that, you know, big bad phone call. Mostly it's all small, small stuff. And I liked his idea of becoming an anthropologist because I'm also a big fan of separating the person from the behavior. You know, we, we've done lots of Minecraft episodes and had all these discussions about uh, separating people from behavior and also kind of resisting that the urge to bite the hook, which, which is that Sanskrit word, shenpa. Remember that? So, so here goes Richard. This is how he starts us out. He says, anthropology is a science dealing with man and his origins. In this strategy, however, I'll conveniently redefine anthropology as being interested without judgment in a way that other people choose to live and behave. I love that. Okay, so that's separating people from behavior. No one said it's easy, by the way, before you hang up on me. Maybe, of course, you can. Um, no one said it's it's easy, you know, and especially uh, giving, given that the holidays are coming, I think this is, you know, sort of super appropriate timing because obviously during the holidays we're thrown together with people we may or may not like anywhere along the spectrum of that all the way to love them to the moon and to the stars and beyond and uh to the other end of the spectrum where we might have you know made a you know a dartboard out of their face so anywhere hopefully not but anywhere and anywhere in between and so this is a good conversation to have because again we're not saying give people a pass that's not what we're saying we're saying to just step out of the current for a minute so then Richard continues, he said, this strategy is geared toward developing your compassion as well as a way of becoming more patient. And I'll tell you right now, when I first read this before getting on the getting on the call with all of you here, I thought, oh, God, there's the word patient again. And I would, you know, I, I definitely, like the rest of us, have many strengths. And that said, uh, you know, the good Lord threw lots of gifts in my gift bag upon arriving on this earth. And I have to tell you, humbly that patience is not one of them so i saw that word and i'm like oh here we go another you know big exercise for me and then richard says beyond that however being interested in the way other people act is a way of replacing judgments with loving kindness this is also this also brings in to this discussion many previous discussions on mindfulness and also the sentence or two before that with non-judgment so mindfulness, remember, is not about sitting in a lotus position with your hands up on your lap and eating yogurt in a cave like a Zen monk. Not to you, not to offend monks. I love monks, actually. And you might wonder some of these annoying people or what pushed them to being a monk in the first place. Maybe you know, just kind of inspired by all that behavior. So mindfulness is different because mindfulness, remember, is just being is being present in the moment. As John Kabat-Zinn would say, in this moment, as if your life depended on it, because it does. This is the only life we have. And he and John Kabat-Zinn would also talk about being the non-judgmental piece of mindfulness as being huge. 
because we can, you know, be washing the dishes, trying to be mindful, being in the shower, trying to be mindful, sitting on the back deck with your golden retriever, trying to be mindful. And, you know, it's easy for things, you know, an anxious thought to zip by and it's different with mindfulness than it is with other meditations, which in mindfulness really isn't a meditation, technically speaking, I don't, I wouldn't say, is instead of trying to create a thought vacuum, it's a, okay, there goes an anxious thought. So what, who cares? And welcome to the human race, right? So this plays into what we're talking about with becoming an anthropologist, because when we get better at not judging ourselves mindfully when we practice mindfulness as much as we can in the day which all that means of being present once again we automatically just naturally organically become less judgmental of other people and also that loving kindness thing is also part of mindfulness because when we learn to be loving and kind and compassionate towards ourselves we inherently become loving and kind and compassionate to other people. Remember, we're not talking about perfection. We're talking about progress. And <clears throat> so then Richard says, when you were genuinely curious about the way someone reacts or the way, they are, the way they feel about something, it's unlikely that you will also be annoyed. In this way, becoming an anthropologist is a way of, be of becoming less frustrated by the actions of others. So again, this is about just trying to understand them, not giving them a pass. Somebody, uh, you know, could have had something, got, gotten that bad phone call, anywhere on the scale of bad phone call. You know, there's obviously the far end, which would be something absolutely tragic, but there's the whole middle and there's, you know, the whole other side where maybe they just got something they were looking forward to. Maybe they just started dating someone and that person just canceled and it's only the third date and they were excited. It could have also been a really good friend who's up for, business and they had planned and they haven't seen you in two years they're trying to wiggle you in between the conference because they're already here and it's paid for and let's try to see you and then it the first meeting ran over and now there's no time and she's flying back I mean and that's just so enormously disappointing and it, and it makes somebody you know it might make them disappointed and obviously I just said that sorry and also uh frustrated and sad you know the expectation was there and now they're not going to see the friend they haven't seen in three years or whatever it is and, and again, it's not giving someone a pass, but when we when we try to look what's behind the curtain, I think it at least helps take some air out of the balloon. You know, it takes it takes it helps to take some air out of the balloon. And that also brings in uh, something that just came into my mind in this minute, which is Don Miguel releases four agreements because I'm a big fan of, of his work. And one of the four agreements, which is my favorite one, is not to take anything personally. Because remember, we are all, you know, the main characters in our own play on, on our own stage. Again, it doesn't give anyone a pass. It's, but and, and that said, you know, 99.9 .9 of what anyone says, 99.9% .9 of what anyone says about us is, all, is about them. Think about it. It's, it's a projection of what's going on in their own head. So this is another reason to not dig in with the claws. Even if it's silently and they don't know, you don't want to dig in overtly or covertly because it's just not worth it okay so richard continues he says when someone acts in a way that seems strange to you rather than reacting in your usual way such as i can't believe they would do that or let's say say that or whatever instead say something to yourself like i see that must have that must be the way she sees things in her world. Very interesting. And you know what? This is something Wayne Dyer says frequently. And you know what a fan of him I am. And, you know, obviously we're not talking about the far end of severe lacerations. We're talking about the rest of it. And the rest of it's the majority, right? People can be petty. 
people can say stupid things, right? And rather than than react, because reacting, even as, you know, Isaac Newton would say, you know, an object in motion uh, stays in motion unless acted on by a force. For every for every reaction we give them is another, they can, there's going to be a counter, counter action, counter reaction or whatever. I think that's maybe redundant, but it's kind of like we keep it going like dominoes. Whereas when we can take the high road, not saying that they're right or giving them a pass, but just in our heads think, okay, something's going on with them. Take a deep breath and move on. And then he says, um, in order for the strategy to help you, I like this whole anthropologist kind of analogy. It's just really working for me. Okay, in order for this strategy to help you, you have to be genuine. I mean, we have to be genuine anyway. The only alternative to genuine is fake. I'm not a fan of the fakies. I'm just saying, I'm not, it's not a judgment about them as a person. I should, I never, and actually I just caught myself because they're separating people from behavior. It's not the fakies, it's the fake behavior of good people, okay? Or maybe they're not even not so good people, but it's the behavior of fake that I don't like. And then uh, Richard says, there's a fine line between being interested and being arrogant as a secretly you believe that you're way better. And we don't want that. Even if you're the only one who knows, that is just such a low vibration emotion. Like the arrogance thing is so low vibe. And, you know, if you're listening to all these Minecraft episodes, this means that there's something tugging at you. And I don't see me, I don't mean just the Minecraft episodes either. If you're tapping into any of, you know, some other good stuff on YouTube, that's all about, you know, uh, advancing along the authentic path in whatever ways it is, you're obviously, there's something in you tugging and pulling at you for something better and to live your best life and live your, live on that high flying Frisbee, as I like to say, you know, um, arrogance is way below that. And we, we don't want to, we don't just don't want to reduce, like we don't want to jump off the high flying Frisbee to be in that place, right? We're, we are, we're an observer, an anthropological observer, like, wow, something must be going on with them. Clearly, they have a different point of view. Maybe something was said to them when they were younger. Maybe it's something culturally different from me that I don't understand. Ba 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 ba, and it just helps because we don't want to think even secretly that we're better. That just isn't a good way to go. It's it's just bad energy. It's just not good karma. We want to jump on the karma train moving forward. Again, even if we're the only ones who know, because it's an energy thing. So we people can feel that stuff too. Okay, and then. Richard says, recently I was at a local shopping mall with my six-year-old daughter, a group of punk rockers. Boy, that dates this a little bit. I'm going to guess 80s, right? A group of punk rockers walked by with orange spiked hair and tattoos covering much of their bodies. My daughter immediately asked me, Daddy, why are they dressed up like that? Are they in costumes? Years ago, I would have felt very judgmental and frustrated about these young people as if their way was wrong and my more conservative way was right. I would have blurted out some judgmental explanation to my daughter and passed along to her my judgmental views, pretending to, or wait, what did that say? Yeah. Pretending to be an anthropologist, however, has changed my perspective a great deal. It's made me softer. I said to my daughter, I'm not really sure, but it's interesting how different we all are, isn't it? She said, yeah, but I like my own hair. Rather than focusing on the behavior and continuing, continuing to give it energy, we both dropped it and continued to draw enjoy our time together. And obviously this is dated in the eighties because certainly now um, I, I think we've come a long way with accepting differences and hear me clearly that I'm not saying we've arrived. We've got a lot of work to do still um, to, to continue to accept people exactly the way as they are. Right. And I still, um, 
I'm not going to edit that out because I think it's actually a good example, even if it's old, you know, because it's a dad being very honest decades ago when the times were different, that he is being honest about his sort of inclination to judge, you know, and, and he didn't say anything to her like, you don't hang around with those sorts, you know, and that kind of thing. He, he was honest about it as a parent. I think that's, that's pretty good. It's really good. And, um, and with his daughter, and, and it left, and it left in a place. Even if we fast forward into the 2000, you know, 20s, uh, we could pick easily. Probably most of us could find an example, you know, a few decades later that's very similar to this. Because even if we don't tell people, because we're embarrassed, we had some thought cross our mind. You're like, where did that come from? I don't own that. I don't, I don't think that way. Where did that thought come from? And then we say, wow, we really kind of examine it. We can then. Um, you know, show ourselves some compassion and remind ourselves that we can't control the thoughts that zip across our head because they just do. We can control what we do with those thoughts. We can control how we act upon them or not, right? You know, and my uh, one of my one of my dear friends who's since passed, Wayne Dyer. He doesn't. He also didn't know he was a friend of mine. He's an Oprah in my friend circle, along with Brene Brown and some others but man Wayne Dyer that guy has got he's got wisdom like I've never heard before he's just amazing also his voice feels like a massage to me so sometimes I listen to him on the way in for two reasons one because he's so loaded with wisdom and the other one because I find his voice so incredibly soothing you know it just it does it feels like this like just like a massage just energetically so anyway he has talked about that a lot with when even when somebody gives you some pretty solid snark you know, and then he and he has said, okay, well, that's an interesting perspective. And I think that's such a neutral way to comment. It's not condescending. It's not saying something that's kind of implying, alluding, or or whatever. That even though it's under, like like a like a backhanded something, like they say, like you're, you're saying it's not what you're saying; it's how you're saying it, sort of thing. So it's not like you're implying that you're really better under the guise of a of a politically correct statement or something. You know, when you say, wow, that's that's a different perspective I haven't heard before. It's very interesting. I mean, that's just so neutral. It's just different, and it's interesting. You're not committing to, I don't agree with you. You're not saying, I might agree with you. I should agree with you. Do I care if I agree with you? It's not saying any of that. It's just, I'm acknowledging another human ball of energy having different neurological energy going through their brain, producing thoughts. They're, it's just different neurons wired together spitting out different neurological results of thinking and that's it and that's why I really like how Wayne Dyer says that and then uh, lastly Richard says when you're interested in other perspectives it doesn't imply even slightly that you're advocating I just kind of said that I certainly wouldn't choose a punk rock lifestyle or suggest it to anyone else at the same time however it's really not my place to judge it either Again, 80s example. One of the cardinal rules of joyful living is that judging others takes a great deal of energy and without exception pulls you away from where you want to be. Now, isn't that the truth? I, the punk rock thing was was just, a, and like I said, a little kind of aged out. But um, I like how Richard wound up with uh, pulls you away from where you want to be. So here's the thing is it pulls us off our authentic path. You know, pinches us off, as Abraham Hicks would say, pinches us off because we're never detached. We're just kind of pinched off a little bit, but it, we go astray. It's kind of like being on a cut grass, like a nice hiking path and stepping into a pricker bush. Like, oh, that didn't feel good. Back on the path. 
kind of thing. And Wayne Dyer talks a lot about, and also some of the other great thinkers talk about too, you know, whatever we do to other people, we do to ourselves. So when we're passing judgment on someone, again, even if it's in the silence of our minds and no one else knows, only we know, still the message is the same. That says way more about the judger than it does about the judgee. And it brings us down. It lowers our vibe. And, you know, we don't hopefully want that. You know, we don't want that. We want to be on our high-flying disc, you know, living our very best life, which we're going to be de- derailed if, if, we're, um, if, we're, if we're judging people. Again, not, not agreeing necessarily, just judging. And another, another good one that I like, and I often say some of the one-liners from uh, the 12-step program, and that's just live and let live. You know, and it's also kind of Buddhist, right? Because detachment, they say when you attach to something, then there's a struggle. Live and let live. And if if somebody's living their life in a way you don't agree with, well, here's the good news. It's their life, not yours. And even if they're being, you know, self-destructive, it doesn't mean not to reach out and help a loved one in need. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if something's kind of continued, just maybe, you know, malicious verbal behavior or whatever, just you got to get out of the path of that stuff. Just get out of the path without judgment you know, and, 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 you know, let it kind of take care of itself. And that's really it. So becoming an anthropologist is a really good way of saying being, a, you know, to be an observer, a non-judgmental observer, to not engage with Shenpa and dig our hooks in with somebody. Um, we talked about the non-judgment, the detachment, and the live and let live. Just observe, just like Jane Goodall with, with uh, you know, the chimps, Right? You know, it's just watching from beyond, watching how they behave and just take some good notes. I do a lot of these positive psychology experiments. Nobody even knows. I'm out in the world and I'm just kind of watching and taking it in and doing all kinds of uh, smiley experiments and things like that. So that's it. Be an anthropologist, be a non-judgmental observer and just don't, don't dig in. Just live and let, live and let live. Be you and stay you on that high, high flying disc. This is Kimberly Quinn signing off from Northern Vermont. Have a mindful day.